Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. We are going from our goodness to his goodness. He is the source of all perfection, of all goodness that he's after. He's not after you as the source of your own goodness, but that he's bringing you to himself because he is about to produce sons of the breed of Jesus Christ because that is what this hour of history calls for. But more than anything, it's what the Father's heart desires. Let him speak to you in these episodes, in these provoking conversations, that you might let him deliver you from your goodness into his goodness and then he's going to increase our greatness. Love you all. His goodness increases our greatness. Now, this is a statement that God formulated in me years ago. I received uh, Psalm 6511 out of the Amplified Classic that began to talk about being crowned with his goodness. Now, remember, we are no longer having intercourse with the law, trying to produce our own goodness. We renounce that. We enter into death to that by the Holy Spirit's work in us. This is a major part of discipleship that is really about sonship, so that then, as we share in the death of Christ, we are able to now share in the life of Christ. And we then will see as we live in his goodness, in our oneness with him, our being yoked to him, uh, then he wants to increase our greatness. Psalm 71, 21 in the Amplified Classic. Now, in some of the study I did years ago, I wish I could cite source and all of that right now, but this was years ago where I I thought, really, Lord, that sounds like we're just back to puffing ourselves up. He says, no, no, don't worry. (laughs) If you're with me, uh, there'll be no puffing up, right? But there will be building up of who you really are to me. He says, because my goodness is going to increase your greatness, meaning your sound, your thickness, your density. Remember, we're not going to be thin-skinned offended at everything, fragile, right? He's he's bringing a thickness to us. And you can read some of that in Isaiah 41, 10 through 16 in the Amplified Classic. He says, I am going to strengthen and harden you to difficulties. You see, many of us have hardened ourselves to things, and this is what gets us into trouble. We're still in our self-protective mode. We are attempting to take care of ourselves, but we are those now, I do not have to take care of myself. I have a father and I am learning to allow him to take care of me the same as he did uh, with Jesus so that he's causing a thickness from um, the life of Christ in me to be developed. There is also, it says, increasing our greatness means to increase our magnitude. 
That means hopefully we're about to go from being 2.2 on the Richter scale, my friends, that wherever the sons are really living in deep oneness with the Father, and we're trusting only in his goodness, trusting only in him, uh, then our impact, we're not just here trying to make impressions on people and be highly thought of. We might be thought of as nothing. I mean, a lot of our, uh, you know, brethren in the scripture were thought of nothing. They were, I mean, they were treated like nothing, right? You, you have to be willing to appear like a failure while you're being magnificently successful, my friends. This is how Jesus did. He His most successful day, you know, he was hung outside of town, naked, whipped, beaten, unrecognizable, spit on, mocked, ridiculed. But, my friends, he was saving the world. So are we of this breed, right? So stay with me in this, okay? Are we of the breed that the Father raises? Those who are willing to be bold and stand up before many and before councils and before governments and to speak boldly, are we also, like Paul, willing to look like a coward and be lowered in a basket down the side of the city wall uh, in the middle of the night and then escape? Because, my friends, you got to be willing to look like cowards at times, right? Because this isn't a one-dimensional life that we're in. The life of God himself is, I mean, how can I say it? How do I say it's multidimensional? How do I say it is magnificent and has many ways to live? He's a lamb and a lion. And if we share in his nature, then there will be moments we might look like a lamb being led to slaughter. And then there are moments where we will be truly, right, born of him, the lion, right? That aspect of his nature, again, not us making much of ourselves, but sharing in his nature. And when he begins, as you continue on in maturing, because you're no longer having intercourse with the law, you are no longer trying to be uh, your own person. You're coming into the glorious limits of the father. And he says, ah, now that you'll stay with me, and not keep running off in your newfound freedom, and you'll stay with me, right? See, many times we just talk about being orphans. I'm telling you, we got to stop being bastards. We are sons, and we act like we don't have a father. We run the streets, right? This is, again, I'm using biblical language, Hebrews 12. We cannot be acting like illegitimate children who have no father. No one can tell me what to do. My friends, come close to the father, right? We're not just going to be running off. We will yield to the training and discipline of the Father. That's not punishment. Do you know Christ and him crucified? He took your punishment, and you were due it. I was due that punishment. Christ took it. Now enter into true discipleship, which causes you to begin to mature in your sonship, which is unto the Father. And that is going to mean, if you look at Hebrews 12, that is going to mean a continuous, progressive maturing from uh, babies to toddlers to, you know, to the young, to the more mature, moving through, not getting satisfied and staying in one spot, but continuing on. And the the multiple layers of... of um, maturity that we will share in will cause a great magnitude, a great impact. No matter how we may appear to people, 
There is a life of great victory and success, which means Christ living in me. It doesn't mean that I look always successful to others. My friends, we've been crucified to the world and the world to us. We don't live according to the world system that measures success by these outward external things, unless you're still living like you're not even born again, unless you're living carnal, unless you're living um, still trying to, you know, gauge everything by your interactions with the law. No, my friends, we are in oneness with the Father. And therefore, you can look like a hero one day and look like an idiot the next. Okay, here we go, right? Because we are knowing him inwardly. Remember, this is an interior education. This is internal schooling. And they put you in their school. Oh, my friends. Oh, the school (laughs) of the Godhead is amazing. And they are training you. See, but those who will not live in that yoke of training, right? Because the scripture says, I believe it's Hebrews uh, 12, and the message says it's the well-trained who are mature in their relationship with God because we're going on living unto him for him, for his sake, for his sake. His goodness increases our greatness, our sound Oh, the sound of sons is about to be released. Oh, but it's going to be infused with the voice of the Father, right? This is how Jesus lived. He said, I just say what my Father is saying. I just do what my Father is doing. See that oneness, his goodness increases our greatness, our sound, our thickness, our magnitude. Can we go from barely making any quake whatsoever to a greater you know, impact on the Richter scale of obedience to the Father. Oh, it reverberates throughout the spirit realm, I guarantee you. Nobody in the natural realm may know who you are or care who you are. Oh, but in the spirit realm, let me tell you, heaven and hell are taking notice of those sons who are yielding to their oneness with the Father. And much, much is happening. So I wanted to share just some aspects with you. Now, I'm, I'm a little frustrated because I, I feel like I am, you know, I, I'm attempting to, to provoke, right, and provoke you into wanting to enter into training. I can't train right here on the podcast, but I can provoke. I can speak on behalf of the Father and say what he's saying. But I want you to just take a moment to listen uh, to this right here in the middle of the of this episode. And then I hope that you will join me on March 4th. I'm stepping in right here to encourage you and to invite you to the vault, a private online event that I will be hosting on March 4th. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. The sessions will be very strong. And the activities that we will do will begin to get your attention at a whole new level. The interaction that you may have with others who join. The worksheets, the workbook that you will have. 
This is going to help you to begin to discern, am I one of those load-bearing people that God is preparing right now? And I want you to join me for this time. Then we will see, will there be other times that we may gather for further training? I don't want to just talk about it, my friends. I want to do it. And I want to be a part of producing strong, stout, clean, pure, glad-hearted, trustworthy sons unto the Father. Join me for the Vault private online event, March 4th. So I hope that you heard something in that um, alert to be a part of the Vault which is a private online event for those who register uh, to be with me for some very strong training for load-bearing people. Those who are, um, it's not about that you're so ready to do it. This is about being made ready. This is about the training and the development, right? But who begin to sense that hunger that they are tired of living unto themselves. If you're bored with yourself, my friends, that is a sign you're about to mature. You're like, really? Can, can, is there somewhere else I can look other than my own navel? Is there something else? Or, or was I made for something else other than just me and me and me? Yes, you were. You were made for him, and I promise you he's forming and fashioning you as, as a weapon of righteousness, my friends as an instrument of righteousness for this specific, specific hour of history that you live in, for where you are, for the trouble that you see. And he's looking for those who will allow him to cause them to be load-bearing people for whatever that measure is. And here is one core aspect. And so I want to read just a brief excerpt from um, a book called um, spiritual Discipleship by J. Oswald Sanders. I use this with almost everyone that I mentor. And it's chapter 14 out of that book. It's called The Disciples' Rights. And this is one of the best, cleanest, um, strongest, um, short writings on what it means for us to yield our rights to the Father, to surrender my right to my self. Now, you want to talk about um, the cross beginning to cut and pierce. As many people will do things that they sign up for, that they prefer, that they like. But when the Father's limits begin to come to you and he calls you to himself and he says, come with me. And he says, will you allow me to put these restraints upon you? Just like he did with Jesus. I mean, come on now. Jesus did only what the Father uh, was doing, said only what the Father was saying, and he did save the world. So we are talking about, right, when the limits of the Father begin to come upon a maturing son, you can know that even though they're going in the narrow way, they're going to come out into big, wide, open places with the Father, and the Father's going to accomplish that which he has written over, you know, them. Okay, so, but but listen up, right, because coming into this way, Right, and as I read this, because to me this is uh, one of the the best and simplest ways to look at it, is would I give up my right to myself for the Father and for going further with Him? So this is about real living, 
real maturing. So let me see if I can read this, just this quick excerpt. It says, few would question the assertion that we should renounce the wrong things in our lives. It is self-evident that such things mar our lives, spoil our enjoyment of life, and limit our usefulness to God and man. But not everyone is equally convinced that in the interest of the gospel, the disciple of Christ may need to renounce the things that are perfectly right and legitimate. And he goes on to say there are four times in 1 Corinthians 9 where Paul asserts his rights in the gospel, yet he claims that he has refrained from exercising these rights in the higher interest of spreading the gospel. Wow, he affirms that he is ready to forego any right that he may actually have and forsake any privileges he may have because of the love for Christ and in the interest of the progress of the gospel. Oh, this is amazing, my friends. Paul says there in 1 Corinthians 9, he says, we did not use this right. Oh, we had it, but we did not use it. You see, my friends, a maturing son understands, listen, everything is lawful to me, but not everything is profitable to his life in me and what he and I are doing together. Now, this is maturing, my friends. Right. This is why we're going to stop screwing around with the law. This is why we're not just going to run free in our newfound freedom. We're going to let the Father put his wonderful restraint upon us. Now, listen to this. It says, if we are willing, now he's quoting. Now, J. Oswald Sanders is quoting Oswald Chambers. It says, Oswald Chambers had some trenchant words to say in this connection. Quote, if we are willing to give up only wrong things for Jesus... Never let us talk about being in love with him. Anyone will give up wrong things if he knows how. But are we prepared to give up the best we have for Jesus Christ? The only right a Christian has is the right to give up his rights. If we are to be the best for God, there must be victory in the realm of legitimate desire as well as in the realm of unlawful indulgence. Wow. Oh, I'm going to talk about this at the vault. We're going to delve into this, and I'm hoping that you're going to to um, uh, get your ticket, uh, click the link that you'll see in the show notes, that you're going to join me on March 4th uh, in this private online event, whether there's five of you or 50 of you, who begin to say, I need to hear more about what this means. Because you know that you're hungry. And you understand, right, that you can sense that pressing by the Spirit within where He wants to lead you, not force, lead you into this way. And you begin to peer ahead and you realize there's a unknown to you that knows you very well, that's beckoning you and summoning you, come on out this way, right? The Father is calling you into this deeper place with Him because you, maybe you've taken your freedom and you realized it led you into a ditch and you ran free. My friends, you are still loved. Now, you're not going to do anything to make God not love you. 
but to be able to understand, right, that that's not what my freedom is for. My freedom was I was set free unto him, that I could come into my oneness with him, and that you begin to understand what 1 Corinthians six twelve says, everything's permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial, right? You know, everything is lawful, but not everything is profitable. I don't think me just taking my freedom and running wild, right, is going to actually be the the way that God is leading me into. No, my friends, it's not. You see, those who will live unto the Father as a son, like Jesus, then we're going to realize that we're going to live like Jesus. Oh, and the amazing restraint of the Father's love. Oh, Father, I'm not running off anywhere today. I'm staying with you. But that's so that we might become these sons that he's producing these ones who say, Father, I would yield my right to myself. I don't want to direct me. I don't want to lead me. I don't want to be in charge of me. I want you to be in charge of me and make me to you, Father, in reality, who I am to you and to my generation. Father, that you might receive what it is your heart desires. Why? Because, Father, I have found all my satisfaction in you. Now I'm able to turn and say to you, Father, what would satisfy you? Oh, my friends, you'll know the cross is working. The work of the cross is towards the old man. But, my friends, the way of the cross is how the new man lives unto the Father, that he might receive all that his heart desires. And he's put a measure upon you, my friends. Come on into the vault and taste of the treasure. Get over the things that have been a hindrance. Let die the things that need to die and let live that which needs to live. Learn of his ways, my friends. Don't look for how little you can do and how much you can get away with. Enter into his goodness and let him increase your greatness. I love you all. Thank you for listening today. Before we go, I have one final ask and a bit of info. If you like our content, hit the share button to tell someone about it and subscribe at nancymccready.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss another episode. Also, I don't know if you've heard, but Google Podcasts are going away in April. So if you listen on Google Podcast, jump over now and make sure you subscribe to Tent Talk Podcast on my YouTube channel. All of our podcasts are listener supported and your gifts at nancymccready.com are greatly appreciated. Until next time.